everybody, Dr. Axe here. Welcome to another podcast. Today, I'm excited to be interviewing the host of the Almost 30 podcast. Uh, I'm excited to have these two ladies with me today. You know, I we, we have developed a relationship over the past few years, and I've been so impressed with them and their ability to help teach others on uh, how to improve their lifestyle. So on their podcast, they talk a lot about health, nutrition, spirituality, uh, and just personal growth. And excited to have uh, Kristen Lindsay here with us today. Thanks for having us. As always, it's always good to yeah. see you. It's an honor. We first met years ago. You were at our old studio when you came in. So we met you in person. Then we saw you in Nashville. And it's, you know, we're doing our thing being digital, but wish we were in person for sure. <laughs> yep. Yep. I'm with you. I know we, I had a good time. I had a good time that trip in uh, the Santa Monica, sort of Venice area, beautiful yeah. area there in California. Um, so we're gonna talk about a lot of great stuff today. So just for everybody, we're going to talk about, uh, Lindsay and Krista, how they overcame numerous health conditions using food as medicine and lifestyle medicine. So we're going to talk about that today. We're also going to talk about growing in your spirituality. That'll be one of the things we talk about today. We're going to get into, um, uh, a health and wellness uh, tool to help you find your purpose, which I'm super stoked to hear about. Also lessons through 2020. And we're going to talk about Ayurveda. We're going to talk about their doshas and how that actually uh, supports them in uh, being successful and happy in their lives. So let's dive in. Uh, Lindsay, I'm going to start with you first. So we talked about this when I was on your podcast, your wood element, or we think, okay. <laughs> I'm wood, but, just like you, Dr. X. <laughs> so anyways, all that being said, you know, we talked about you had some health struggles and overcame those, had victory over those. Can you talk to us, uh, us about, hey, what were some of those health struggles and what were some of the things you started to do uh, to heal yourself? Yeah, just to give a little bit of background, when I was at the height of some of these struggles, um, I was living in New York City. I was in, you know, my mid 20s and I was running myself into the ground. I was juggling, um, working at three different bars and um, I was not getting enough sleep. I was drinking alcohol a lot. I didn't have a balanced diet. I was stressing about money. I was stressing about relationships um, and really just felt completely out of balance, but I didn't have that awareness enough to make conscious changes and choices. I just kind of felt like I felt pretty hopeless to be honest. Um, and so actually when I moved to LA, um, I was working for soul cycle and that was kind of my ticket out to LA for some reason, LA just does this to you. You have the resources community and even just like being more connected to nature. I just felt a bit more aware of what my body was telling me and what I was seeing and feeling. So what I was seeing was, and, and experiencing was intense acne, uh, around my jawline, cystic acne. It was kind of unpredictable. I tried to get to the bottom of it as to, was it at a certain point in the month? Was it after I ate certain things, drank certain things, feelings I was having? Um, and I know it was a combination of a lot of those, but I was just completely out of balance. I was working out a ton. I was teaching two to three soul cycle classes a day, um, working on top of that, um, auditioning, et cetera, and just feeling a bit out of control. And that was showing up as, you know, inflammation in my body. And on top of that, I was just experiencing this extreme adrenal fatigue, which I know we talked about on our podcast with you. And 
uh, that was affecting my digestion, my sleep, and really like I was not motivated whatsoever to do what I really in my heart knew I wanted to do creatively and start projects and collaborate with people. I just felt like my spirit was so heavy. Um, and so, you know, thankfully through the podcast, we've been able to have conversations about Ayurveda and TCM and um, all of these things to really help me get to know my body. And so I started to learn about, um, you know, the systems in my body that could be out of balance. And um, it's just really helped me to tackle the skin issue, which I'm on the other side of. I, you know, I don't drink as much anymore. I really am obsessed with managing my stress, getting enough sleep, um, eating foods that are truly nourishing and balancing for me, eating intuitively, um, not restricting in any way that feels like I'm not getting, say, enough red meat or what have you. So um, just that balance has helped my body to what it feels like to me is like come back down to earth. Yeah. I love that. So, so what, so like today, like what does your diet look like? What are some of the things you'd say, Hey, this is what I eat for breakfast, lunch, a few of the supplements you take. What are some of the things you did to overcome, you know, acne and just feeling just generally imbalanced? Yeah. So what, what has really worked for me and what I do right now is I fast until about 11 AM. So I give my, the systems in my body just a chance to rest. So from about 7 PM the night before to about 11 AM the next day, I'm fasting, I'm drinking water. I do love a bulletproof coffee in the morning. Um, so that's, you know, just adding those healthy fats and, um, it's a way for me to just kind of turn my brain on. And that works really, really well for me. I generally have two big meals a day with, you know, intuitive snacking in between. And those meals generally include, um, really good animal proteins like wild salmon or grass fed beef or bison or, um, organic free range chicken. I really just kind of tap into what I, what I need. I ask my body. Um, and then I love my root vegetables and dark greens and, um, I, I like to keep it balanced and, um, I'm working on my hydration. That's one thing that I feel like is, is kind of constantly something I'm working on and out of balance, but generally that's what, um, my diet looks like. And then as of late, because of quarantine, my movement is, is pretty gentle. You know, it's, it's walking every single day, trying to get 10,000 steps. It's stretching, it's yoga. Um, and I do low reps, heavy weight. I have some weights in my living room nice. and I just do my best, but rest is like kind of top of mind for me. I know my body responds really, really well um, to rest, to balance out any stresses that I might have during the day. I love it. That's great. So Krista, how, how about you? What were some of the things you've struggled with and how did you overcome those? Yeah. So I think for me, my journey really for the most part was around my body and weight and, you know, having disordered eating for most of my life. I grew up a small town in Ohio like you. And I just remember feeling like my understanding of health was related to whatever weight I was. So really anything that I was doing in the realm of health was to be thinner or to be less weight than I was at that time. So I experimented with diet pills for most of my life. I had a period where I was taking other people's prescription Adderall to try and lose weight. And I really just tried my best to continue to lose weight all the time, tried every single diet. And eventually after moving from New York to LA, where I spent two years in New York, really working out 
really hard. I was doing hit classes sometimes twice a day. I was taking diet pills and um, not nourishing or feeding my body in the right way. And when I moved to LA, my body just shut down and, and really had its response to that, which was um, an intense version of adrenal fatigue. And then my hormones were completely out of whack. I had really low testosterone. I had low progesterone. I had high estrogen and, um, I felt completely exhausted, unmotivated, depressed. And my body sort of did a boomerang where I was super lean. I was like 18% body fat at the time. And I just put on weight really quick. And I felt like I was wearing almost like felt like a just, I was not myself in my body. I felt like all this weight on me, that was a lot of inflammation. That was a lot of just response to what was going on, just made me not feel like myself and made me really depressed. So in that period of figuring out what was going on with my hormones and trying to do my best to understand what was happening, I really learned the importance of our body for being more than just a certain weight. And I also was having my own spiritual awakening. So most of my journey has been now the nourishment and love of my body and understanding of my body, whatever size it is. And then just really seeing myself as more than just the body and as the spiritual being that I want to nourish with amazing foods and sleep and rest and all of these things. Wow. I love it. And I love that you guys were able to, to one of the things that you guys have both sort of said is that you listen to your bodies right? I, I think it's really healthy and great, of course, for people to have a physician or a practitioner that they're going to getting advice from. I mean, having wise counsel in your life in all areas, whether it be your relationships or uh, your spiritual health or business and all these things, I, I think it's fantastic. But I do think there's something to be said about listening to our own bodies. We are all so unique. And that's one of the things that we learn, right? When we dive into TCM and Ayurveda and these ancient forms of medicine, it was everybody's a unique individual and you should be, Hey, working with a practitioner, but also you yourself becoming aware of what's going on in your own body. And one of the things I've heard you guys both speak on is Ayurveda and the doshas and how, as you've learned about those, it's actually impacted the way you've taken care of your house, some of the things that you do on a regular basis. So I'd love to hear more about that as well. And just for everybody listening, you know, in Ayurveda, so in Chinese medicine, you have the five elements and that's sort of the, you know, and that really guides a lot of, uh, gives a lot of insight into individual needs, knowing what elements you are based in Chinese medicine. Well, in Ayurveda, you have the doshas, there's three of those. And um, with that, there are also specific dietary recommendations, things you could, should consider in terms of lifestyle, and it's vata, pitta, and kapha. And so, so Lindsay, so um, do, do you know of the three, which you are, and then, uh, and I already know, but um, of the three, <laughs> which one, which one you are, and then how does that impact? What are some of the things proactively you've done because of that? Yeah, I'll just start off by saying I'm not an expert, but we've had a bunch on the show and I know you are you are one of them, but um, I am Bata predominantly. Um, and that is associated with the element of air. And so um, when I am in balance, I am, you know, highly creative. I love to learn really quickly and multitask and just have like a really open heart. You know, it just feels like yeah, I just know when I'm in balance, you know, and that out of balance for me is anxiety and, you know, forgetfulness. My mood seems to be fluctuating a lot. Um, so whenever that happens, I know that I need to ground myself. 
And so, you know, as far as foods, what that might look like is really warm grounding foods. So um, root vegetables, like I love just a Give me a sweet potato. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm a happy gal, but just really grounding. Cause if you think about like air, right, I'm like up in the clouds, it can be like wind. It can be just kind of like changing form. You never know quite where you're going to go. So if I'm feeling a little bit too air and out of balance, I bring myself down with, you know, really warm, nourishing foods. Um, and just like very calm activities. So, um, like I said earlier, I was, you know, teaching soul cycle and I was just generating a lot of heat in my body. And so I was kind of more, I was kind of leaning towards pitta, which is more fiery. And I noticed that imbalance in my body. I was experiencing more inflammation, even though I was working out probably four hours a day, I was kind of like holding on to weight and it wasn't a lot of weight, but I just noticed, I'm like, dang, I'm working out a lot of show. <laughs> I feel like I should be a little bit leaner here, but I think, you know, the inflammation in my body was so, so apparent. So, um, you know, for me, I've just noticed, especially over the last year, it is those, you know, workouts that are slower, more intentional, um, have kind of that rest, relax, stretch aspect to them as well. Uh, really, really help me, um, as someone who can sway towards Pitta out of balance. Wow. You said some things are, which I love and I'm a Vata as well. So, mm -hmm. um, and it's very, are this the same person. Are you guys related? <laughs> you, you know so, um, man, I love that. So, so, so Vata, um, you mentioned air and I even love to use the word sway, like a tree wood element <laughs> sways. Um, but I think that's great. Anyways, I, I think it's great. You said a few things, you felt ungrounded mood fluctuations, but again, grounding those root vegetables and foods were something that helped calming activities, I think are really important. And then yeah, vatas are susceptible to heat, especially in the liver, which is what causes, you know, acne, those sort of things too. So anyways, I, uh, yes. I, I love it. And I, I love that you're, I love that you guys are able to, I mean, you guys interview so many people in the health realm and you're able to take these things, you guys apply them to your life. That's one of the things I appreciate about both of you as well, as I know you guys are very, um, you guys aren't, you know, haven't, haven't trained necessarily or aren't, uh, haven't been physicians, but you guys are, you guys, you guys teach a lot of people, help a lot of people transform their health, um, using, you know, common sense too. Another thing about Vada, you're talking about creativity. Vadas are sort of air, but they typically are able to see the big picture of what's going on is one of the giftings of, and I can tell that with you, I, you know, Lindsay, just being able to see the big picture of what's going on and then make decisions based on that. So anyways, it's, um, it's a, it's a, it's an awesome gift. Um, Krista. So for you, what is your dosha? And then talk to me about, hey, how, how did that, how does that affect your life? Everyone looks at my, my moon face and they say, we know your dosha. <laughs> um, I'm kapha pitta. I am a little bit of pitta in there. Um, and for, you know, the kapha part of me, what I've really done and incorporated in my life is to reduce my snacking. Um, so I try to have like Lindsay has two really big meals a day. I'm kind of on the opposite. I'll finish my meals around five. I like to eat earlier in the day and then I like to have a really early meal. So because I'm a kapha for my, my digestion and it's a little bit slower, I want to be able to have a long period in between my meals so that my body can fully digest things. And I also like to try and avoid sweet foods as much as I can. I'm really a sweet person. I really love sweets as much as possible, but I do feel my best when I'm doing that. Um, and then from a personality perspective, my kapha comes out 
when I find myself or a kapha part of me is that I'll often put the needs of others before myself. Um, and so I really have to be mindful of that, is that I'm incredibly nurturing and loving um, and can be taken advantage of at times if I allow myself to be. So that kapha part of me um, needs to be kept in check a little bit or not something I need to be mindful of. Um, and then with the pizza, something about, you know, the pizza part of me that I apply is I'm vegetarian um, and kind of vegan. I've been veganish for a while, but I've been vegetarian for about 10 years. So um, that's something I've done for ethical purposes and for environmental purposes, but I found that really supports me in my life. And then I also am alcohol free. Um, I drink maybe once every few months, I'll have one drink, but I did a period of five years where I was completely sober and found it to be, you know, one of the most beautiful spiritual clearing experiences of my life. Um, but the last thing I'll say is one thing I like to do to bring some Vata energy into my life being so kapha pitta is I will take some time out of my day to look at the sky. Um, so I'll try and bring that air energy that, you know, that sky energy to me by taking a few seconds, relaxing my eyes, looking out in the distance and really just looking into the sky. I love it. That's awesome. So, so from a dietary, so, so one of the things you mentioned that's unique to, um, to kapha is not snacking throughout the day, you know, and, the, and this really comes down to metabolism. Vadas tend to have something to where their metabolism is typically higher. Kaphas are typically a little bit lower. Uh, but in terms of what, what, what you're eating and diet. So you snacking does not do well with, with, uh, you know, with kapha, as you mentioned, um, what, what, what are, what, what are some things too, in terms of, um, in terms of like, exercise like what do you feel like works for you and for 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 uh for for the kappa type for 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 fitness so when i was healing myself from my hormone journey and my adrenal fatigue i really had to stop doing intense cardio based workouts and hit yep which was really hard for me, but I stopped that almost completely and incorporated a lot of weight training. And that was really helpful for increasing my testosterone and then balancing my estrogen progesterone level. And then even my cortisol level when I was working out in the morning. So I did that for quite a period of time. Um, but I find that yoga is really helpful for kapha body types. It's really helpful for me when I'm just walking and stretching, but I do really like to, to weight train at least three times a week if I can. Um, but I, you know, I switch up my workouts. I like to be intuitive and see what I'm really feeling. I've gone through periods of Pilates. I've gone through periods of yoga running. I've really done it all. And I kind of just like to go with the flow with my workout and not be too forcing myself to do a certain thing. Yeah. No, I think that's great. I think Kafa body types, we have uh, some of our closest friends live uh, a couple doors down and one of them, she was an Olympic gymnast and she is a Kava, she's an earth type, you know, similar to you. And, um, with that type, it's very important to work your legs. Actually, that's the muscle group, the quads and hamstrings. And so doing like things in yoga where you're really engaging those legs and glutes and then doing any sort of strength there is really important. So anyways, I love how in tune you guys are with your bodies and makes, uh, makes total sense. You know, one of the things switching gears a little bit, you know, obviously 2020 was a crazy year. And I know you guys are in California, which by the way, just a side note, I mean, you guys are going to be the only ones left soon because I know I mean, yeah. the amount of people that are moving that I know to Nashville, I, mean, I just have another person who I know who's um, just incredible individual, but she just, you know, they, they just moved here a couple of days ago. Anyways, I know California is, is a beautiful area. Chelsea and I love to visit because of just the beauty there of California. 
But uh, all that, all that being said, 2020 was a stressful year. And my point there was certain areas, even more than others. I know a lot of people that I've talked to friends of mine in California just really felt the stress of um, not having to the degree, the community. That's one of the things I kept hearing was we weren't able to see our loved ones or people we care about. I feel less sense of a community. What are some of the things you guys did during that time? And what are some things maybe you realized or places, areas you grew, or just any realizations in 2020 in regards to things you started doing for your own health and just even the importance of community for our health. Yeah. And just so you know, I had a, our psychic Kiki yesterday was like, you should move to Nashville because Lindsay I was and I say, are, are you guys moving to Nashville? That's you're funny. You're yeah. so funny. You're psychic because we're, moving. we're both moving. We're going to leave California as well. Um, sometime middle next year. Are you guys Nashville, being serious? Yeah, we're being serious. She's moving okay. to New York and we're my fiance and I are considering where we're moving. Um, and we love California. It's the most beautiful place on earth. It's incredible. It's super special. And the people here that we've met have absolutely changed my life and up leveled everything that I know. But I think it's just time for us to yeah. um to move on. And, you know, to your question, as it relates to community and everything that's changed this year, um, for Lindsay and I, community was a huge part of our lives. We traveled on tour for two years. We went international. We hosted events up to 600 people all over the world. Wow. And we were meeting the almost 30 nation community um, in person almost every week, you know, at a point. So, it was really fuel for us to meet people in person and to be with people in person and to see them and feel them and all of that. So it was really interesting this year to have tour canceled. We had retreats canceled. We had a festival we were going to do canceled. So this year definitely looked different than what we thought and what we predicted. Um, but for me, my focus has really brought myself back to my core community and those core people that I spend time with and really focusing on deepening of those relationships. So that's Lindsay, that's my fiance, that's those friends that are very close to me. Um, and really focusing on the depth of those rather than meeting tons of people, going to tons of events, doing all these things. And I've really found that the reprioritization of my core community, my core family has really been so enriching and nourishing in all areas. And I'm really glad that I've had that time to really just solidify the depth of those relationships that hopefully I'll have forever. And this year has just helped us to get really clear on what community actually means, what what friendships, what we want friendships to look like and feel like. Mm -hmm. I think that's really important um, because I think sometimes, I'm going to speak from my own experience, I can enter into friendships and um, into any relationship really and kind of lose myself because I, I am a giver. We're both kind of like givers. Mm -hmm. And um, oh. there are moments where I feel like in my life I've really settled and or abandoned myself in moments. And so what I really value in community and in one-on-one -on -one relationships is that ability to do what's best for me and have that be received as best for everyone because I pray that anyone that I am friends with would speak their truth to me, do what's best for them and have that be a way in which we only get closer. Does that make sense? It's like this, this respect for the individual and their experience and what they are moving and growing through that I just value so, so much. I don't want to be friends with a me, exactly me, right? Like sure. I really want to live and breathe and 
like learn more about love and God through these relationships that are different than my experience and are, um, mirroring to me how I want to show up in the world too, which is just to be myself, to be truthful, to be loving. Yeah. And, and I think this, and I think it's a good point in terms of this, this, this point that I take is that it's, it supports your own growth. I mean, if you can only tolerate people and only see the point of view of somebody that has your identical viewpoint, that's a pretty, a pretty shallow person, I think. And that lacks humility. So I think, you know, walking in humility, you're going to realize like, I, I can learn from a number of people and somebody who, if, if, you, if people that are, have been in different um, financial situations growing up, different levels of opportunity versus others, I think, you know, it's important to understand everybody's understand somebody's perspective. And I think also when you understand somebody's perspective, you're better able to serve and love them as a friend. Uh, so anyways, I'm, I'm in tune with, uh, with what you're saying. Yeah. That's been a huge thing for us in our community this year is like being able to be quiet enough with yourself and, um, in solitude enough to process your own emotions so that you can hold the emotions of others, or you can hold the emotion of what's going on. I think a lot of times people have a hard time hearing other opinions or perspectives because they haven't processed what they're going through. So they just end up reacting to the stimulus in front of them. And I think this year has been really encouraging for us to really do more of that emotional work or that work on different relationships that we have in our lives. Um, as an example, I've really worked on my mother wound. You know, I grew up in a relationship with my mother that was really challenging for me and was spiritually damaging and emotionally damaging. And this year I really focused on putting a lot of time and attention to healing that wound and that relationship. And in doing so, I'm able to approach my female friendships better. I'm able to approach our relationship better. So by processing my own emotions, I'm able to see and love and respect others that maybe I don't agree with, or maybe don't have the same exact perspectives as me. I mean, I think that's so inspiring because I mean, the number of people that go through life and never address things from their past, those hurts and traumas we've had in the past and don't take time to heal. You know, we, we see that in relationships, you know, when you're in a conversation with somebody and they're lashing out at you, you can either take it personally or you can realize that no, that person has a hurt and they don't know. It and they're, you know, and they're projecting that on, on you. But I, I do think, you know, and just I'll share, like I, I did this in my life. I, I went through, I did this, uh, really twice once in, in college and once, uh, probably, I mean, it was probably eh, 12 years ago now, but I really went through and took a whole, you know, took a few months and actually did a couple weekend retreats and went through and just, went through and examined myself and my life and past hurts growing up and things from parents and coaches and all those things. And just I kind of had like a, went through just some exercises and counseling of just breaking free emotionally and spiritually. So anyways, for me, like I know it was such a freeing experience and feel, feeling like, okay, I, I feel good to continue to grow and move forward in my life. And a lot of times you have all, all these, these things from our past that just kind of we, we, we hold on to and that we don't realize it's why we're treating somebody negatively or why we have a bad attitude about something where it's hermiting or like, so anyways, I, Chris, I just love that, that you were, um, cause that takes courage. You know, a lot of people again, don't do it because it's hard. It, it's hard to confront all of those things. Hey guys, Dr. Axe here. I am so excited to share that my new book, ancient remedies is already a bestseller. 
When I started writing this book, I talked to Dr. Oz about the content and he was so excited that he wrote an endorsement for the book, which he rarely does. People like Carrie Underwood and Dr. Mark Hyman have been raving about the book and find out why this book already has more than 500 five-star reviews on Amazon in just a few short weeks. Head to draxcom forward slash ancient remedies to learn more about why this book will be your ultimate reference guide for healing over 70 health conditions, including including problems related to your immunity, digestion, hormones, and more. Plus, it has over 70 simple and delicious healing recipes. Again, go to draxcom forward slash ancient remedies to learn more or get a copy today to see what all the buzz is about. You know, one of the things I love that I can tell about both of you is you guys are people of purpose. You know, you guys are very, uh, like, you just don't want to float through life, right? I know that you guys really want to be able to get the end of your life and say, you know what? I ran a good race. I made the, you know, I, I blessed people. I loved people. I had deep, in, deep relationships. I had deep impact. And I know you guys are uh, also focused on sort of monitoring, hey, how are you doing with your purpose and finding your purpose? So I wanted to ask you about, uh, one of the things I wanted to ask you about is I know you guys are familiar with a health and wellness tool that really helps people in finding what that purpose is. Yeah, we talk about purpose a lot. And, um, you know, what I will say just out the gate is um, there's a pressure that comes with that question you know, what is your purpose? And I think the pressure of that question oftentimes kind of knocks people off the God-given path to discover it. And so I just want to put that out there that, you know, you and we, we've had um, Angela Davis on the podcast speak to this, which is like you were born in purpose, on purpose, and for purpose. And so part of my journey with purpose is knowing that is not focusing on this gap between me and the purpose, right? Like not focusing on the lack of where I was created in purpose and on purpose. And if I am true to myself, true to God, that I will be given and shown exactly what I need to in order to connect with that like divine path. And, you know, we could tell you our story, but I'm sure, you know, you can <laughs> read about that somewhere, but truly every part of our path, especially with almost 30 has been so guided. Like there have, we've just been so open to these moments of, you know, relationships made and formed, um, jobs that have brought us the skills needed in order to start this brand and cultivate this community. So, um, I would say like, being in this present moment in your life is such an important piece to starting to unwrap what your purpose could be. Um, you are not in the place you are on accident. And so start to look around, like what relationships have been brought to your life? What challenges have come up? What shadows have, have arised within your every day that you could start to work with and possibly uncover a part of yourself that is just so bright, so shining and could be that like that purpose that you've been looking for. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And when I think about, you know, purpose there's a few ways that I always suggest people to help find their purpose. And those are prayer and meditation. Um, 
And meditation has been the number one spiritual tool for me, the number one physical tool for me. It's changed my personality. It's changed everything about me. And in meditation came prayer. So in that conversation with God, it's really allowed me to um, just be more in service and know that I'm divinely guided and supported. So I always suggest those two as our main suggestions for people when they want to find their purpose. Um, but we also like to look at, you know, three different things when people are thinking about their purpose and trying to find their purpose. Oftentimes people can find their purpose through um, whether it's something that they were born with, they want to be a teacher, they want to be a doctor, they've known their whole life. So some people are like that, their purpose, they've known their whole life. There's other people that find their purpose through tr trauma or pain. And I think for me, when I think about almost 30, this was actually born through a really challenging time that Lindsay and I were both going through that we came together and created this really beautiful thing. So ours was sort of born through pain. And then you can also find it through um, a change that you want to see or something that you want to create that maybe that doesn't exist. So oftentimes people go out in the world and they maybe see a gap in technology and business and life, and they want to be the one that's going to serve that or fill that. Um, and then there's also finding your purpose through joy finding your purpose through living in the present moment, enjoying the present moment and living in as much joy as possible. Because when we get to the end of our life and we look at how much purpose we've fulfilled or how much we've done, it really is the, how much joy that we've brought in our life. And sometimes we think that purpose brings us to joy, but we really can just have joy at the beginning instead of going through the process of purpose anyway. And I don't think purpose is always going to be the thing that makes you the money yeah, or, you know, that paycheck that supports you. I think some people get that mm -hmm. mixed up. Yeah. One of the things that really made me think about when you said this is essentially you said you find your purpose through pain or joy. And, um, and I, one of the things I know that I, as I've studied about in terms of things that cause um, somebody to be inspired to do something and take action in their life, it's, it's, it's a very similar, it's pain or pleasure. And so it's that thing of like, Hey, what, yeah, what, what is that thing that you just like, I, this thing in the world is wrong and I want to be part of helping fix it. You know, there's this level of pain, this thing that you're saying, we got to make this better. And that that's part of what brought me into that health, health profession is I saw my mom with cancer and so sick growing up. And I said, create this sense of pain saying, I want to help be a solution here, but also a sense of joy and that you're getting joy from helping people overcome this hurdle in life. So now it's like, I get joy from helping set people free, seeing people healed, using food as medicine. And so anyways, I just love you guys pointed out. I mean, two of the most important parts of finding your purpose, as you said, is th these being in tune with pain, enjoying your life, and also being spiritually aware of, hey, what's this divine uh, connection God brought into your life and this situation that's set up and these relationships. So anyways, I love that you guys are so, uh, you know, have, have this relationship with your community where you guys are all growing together, but you're focusing on uh, body, mind, and spirit, like all of these things together, I just think is, um, I think is, is, is fantastic. One of the last things I wanted to talk to you guys about is sort of like how your faith affects your health. I mean, ha have you guys seen that in terms of, um, you know, I, I think it does because obviously you guys talk about it, but, but how has faith impacted your health journey? Yeah, I think, yeah. you know, it's interesting because I've been spiritual for 10 years, maybe longer, but it's been the last year that I've been really God focused and really focused solely on my relationship with God. 
Um, I used to say universe. I used to say all these things and really just stepping into the belief of God as my creator. And that relationship with God has been incredibly beautiful and empowering and strengthening. And I feel like it's provided me this like bubble around me that I felt super protected in. Um, and it's really given me a sense of ease. And I think about health. And when we look at health as stress as one of the, the great causes of, you know, health issues and anxiety, I can look at my relationship to God and how that's brought a sense of ease and, um, you know, peace in my life and how that's directly impacted my relationship with anxiety or my relationship with stress. And I think from a physical perspective, that's like the greatest benefit that I've seen. Well, I love that. And just to add to that, like, I just really, I see myself as God and I see my body as like just perfectly created. So if something comes up like anxiety or like acne or anything that maybe is out of balance, I have that relationship with my body because I have that relationship with God. So I know that there is a message there and that something is being brought to my attention for a purpose, just like anything in life, anything that might be challenging um, or painful. And so that's really helped me rather than to get frustrated and feel hopeless. I always know that there's something more here and there's a greater purpose here. And so, yeah, I mean, same with Chris, same with me as with Krista, just this last year, it's been really, really powerful to reconnect with God, um, you know, through certain relationships that we've had that have brought that conversation more into our everyday, including my partner. And it's just, it's been that, you know, especially with a partner, I'm sure you can relate, Josh. It's like, it is that third entity in the relationship. And so it's like you, your partner, mm -hmm. and here's God. And, and it really is this, this team effort, you know, it's not you against your partner. It's, you can lean on, on that greater power. And so that's been, um, really healing for me, especially in the relationship space, which inevitably affects my health. I just feel healthier because yeah. of that. <laughs> oh yeah. I mean, healthy relationships are uh, so important. Again, I think, you know, as we're talking about purpose, I know for me, it's really love God, love people, bring heaven to earth. And I think, you know, I think about this with Chelsea and I, you know, God is at the center of our relationship and that's, that's, uh, and that's what keeps us, you know, you know, I know when I was on your podcast, we talked about this a little bit, but like, how do we raise our daughter Arwen? Well, we both know we're both committed to raising her the way God wants to, the way that's written in the Bible. And so it just gives us a exact, like knowing like, Hey, you know, it, it gives us a guiding point of how we do everything in our life. And it's so important. I love that. Hey, I want to encourage everybody. And first off, I've loved, I've loved chatting here. I love talking about, you know, we've covered everything from Ayurveda to finding our purpose to you guys have any incredible health journey of you guys healing yourselves and just being very intuitive and knowing what your body needs. And so I uh, want to encourage everybody, check out the Almost 30 podcast. You can also go to almost30.com. And uh, Lindsay and Krista have really focused on um, really supporting their community in growing in numerous ways. And so even if you go to their episodes on Almost 30, you'll see they have self slash personal development, health and wellness, um, spirituality, entrepreneurship, if people want to grow their business uh, in a powerful way and doing it with purpose. And so, you know, they have done an incredible job of being able to serve people and support uh, a community. And that's one of the things I love too. It's not just, hey, they're trying to get information out there. They're trying to 
uh, really support a community of people who want to grow together and support each other as a community, which I think is so, so important, uh, especially today. You know, we're more virtual than ever before, but I think we still have the power to support each other uh, more than ever before in these various ways. So anyways, all that being said, check out Almost 30, especially check out their podcast. Their podcast has been featured all over the place. Super, super popular podcast. And I want to say thank you to Lindsay and Krista from Almost 30 for uh, being on the show today. Thank you, Dr. Thank you so much. Listen to our episodes with you first. Those Mm -hmm. are the best. (laughs) Love it. Hey, thanks so much. I'm honored. And hey, guys, we'll be back next week with another podcast. Thanks for listening. Hey, guys, thanks so much for tuning in to this week's episode. Make sure to go to my recent Instagram post and let me know what your favorite part of the show was. Also, don't forget to follow me at Dr. Josh Axe there on Insta, where I cover the latest health trends, natural medicine, and so much more. Also, if you're loving this podcast, do me a big favor, head over to Apple Podcasts, subscribe, and leave a five-star review. Thanks so much for being on mission with me. See you next week. This podcast is for information purposes only. Statements and views expressed in this podcast are not medical advice and have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. Opinions of guests are their own, and this podcast does not endorse or accept responsibility for statements made by guests. In some cases, individuals on this podcast may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to herein.